number one movie at the box office in the world is The Empire Strikes Back, baby! And it's not even 1980! <laughs> it's 2020 and that movie's still crushing it? at the box office. <laughs> Wow. Welcome back, everybody. That is a true story, actually. Uh, this is the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, um, movies are really not coming out. So they're bringing back old movies and showing them in the theaters, and Empire is crushing everything and made uh, another couple of million dollars to add to its total. So um, I think it may even have leap leapfrogged a couple of things in the all-time ranks, but uh, that's pretty cool. Empire Strikes Back, top of the, the box office list. Um, with me as always is James and Lacey. Uh, before we get going here, we just wanted to, uh, you know, say our respects, uh, for Grant Imahara who, uh, passed away at the age of 49. Suddenly, uh, I know a lot of people, including myself, knew him really well for Mythbusters, the, uh, hit TV show, um, and all the kind of cool engineering projects he did for that and the entertainment he brought us through that show, but also, uh, back dating back to George Lucas and the prequels. He was doing animatronics and, uh, engineering and model building uh for the prequels and even uh um, coming back for uh rogue one and that sort of thing so uh just uh from us here at trb rest in peace and um our condolences going out for uh, grant nimahara who passed away at the age of 49 total bummer whenever you hear something like that and just a reminder that you know life is short and uh just gotta uh, enjoy it the best you can that's why when we do this show here we like to try to have fun talking about Star Wars and, 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 and enjoying it. And that's what this uh, franchise gives us. And Grant was certainly a part of making that happen uh, dating back 20 years. So thank you, Grant, for that. And may you rest in peace. Um, uh, we do obviously have a great show. Uh, guys, I know we have uh, some cool stuff to get into in terms of the giveaway that we ran last week from our friends at uh, Jewelry Brands. So um james why don't we get going with picking the winners here we did uh, a contest on twitter where people had to follow us and retweet our tweet to enter to win the necklace right from the mm -hmm. the client uh, medallion yep. the client medallion and uh baby yoda so why don't we why don't we get going on that right now well if you happen to like and retweet our tweet on twitter then you might be Shannon Smith. Yay! Shannon Smith Yay! at Scuttlebutter SS. You might be one of those people, right? Uh, yes, Shannon, you did retweet, um, and it was a very special moment because little did you know at that exact moment when you were doing that, you just set your destiny to win those two pins. And they're coming your way. But uh, you weren't the only person to do that. Lacey, you got an Instagram winner, don't you? Yeah. So just to be clear, it's a pin and a necklace, not two pins. Just Oh, sure. two pins. Yeah. No, All good. Just want to make sure so they're not sitting there going, but it wasn't a pin. Um, <laughs> I think they knew I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we also ran one on Instagram. Uh, and the winner for our Instagram contest, which was you had to follow us, follow jewelry brands as well, and then comment what you loved about The Mandalorian. The winner is Scott Gibby at Gibby710. Congratulations, right. Scott. We're pumped for you. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be getting your information and sending that stuff your way. Uh, keep in mind, if you didn't win, first of all, I'm really sorry. Not everyone can win. It, it feels terrible. We wish you all could win. I retweeted but, it. <laughs> you can't yeah. win, John. Oh. But 
Uh, if you are interested in the medallion or pins or necklaces or anything cool Star Wars that we've been posting over the past week or so, um, you can head over to jewelrybrands.shop and when you pick something out, you can get 10% off if you use the code TRB in your cart at checkout. So we've teamed up with them to give you guys a little bit of something um, because we can't have everybody win, but we hope you're winning by listening to us. Yeah, that's hey. a, we're, we're a, we are a coupon. We are. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? So do you ever, you know, we talked about the other day when we joked about, is it Reese's or Reese's? Like, do you know that there are people who say coupon? Who says that? The, the, they pronounce it coupon. So I yeah, wonder if, there, if any of our listeners say coupon <laughs> or coupon. coupon. But either way, we are a coupon. It's 10% off. Coupon? TRB code. Yeah. Coupon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Very good. Congrats to uh, Shannon and Scott. Um, we don't exclusively just pick people with the letter S as their name. So don't worry if you don't have the letter S as part of your name. We're going to have more giveaways down the line. Uh, a lot of cool stuff coming up from us uh, as, as summer heats up here. But uh, speaking of heating up, we do actually do have a lot of cool news to talk about. Hooray. So it's it is time for the Resistance Report. I can't even say it's back, baby, because we do it every Monday. But it is hotter than usual. And James is going to take us through it right now, buddy. What's going on? It's the resistance. Well, what do we do, guys? We make Solo 2 happen. And never before, I shouldn't say never before, but I should say more than ever, it feels like it might maybe possibly be on track somewhere. <laughs> um, let's get into it because uh, Alden Enreich is pushing... Um, a new show that he's doing uh, for the Peacock Network, and he's doing you know rounds. And since it is his first acting gig since Solo, that's right. That's pretty crazy. He's really taking his time off. Um, he's coming back to this, and he's been doing the rounds. And people are asking him about Solo, about would he ever return to the character? Has he heard anything about things coming up? Um, two specific interviews. One was with uh, Esquire magazine. And uh, then another one was uh, from the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast. Um, John, I'm going to just start with you. Uh, you know, I think you said some some possibly positive, possibly off-putting things. I don't know. What do you, What are your thoughts on what he had to say about Solo? Well, first off, what I love about Alden Ehrenreich off the bat, not even just the Solo 2 stuff, is that he is a very honest person in terms of he is not BSing when he's speaking. He seems very genuine, very honest, um, and candid to a point, but also, uh, honesty in the sense where he is not even dialed into what's going on in star Wars right now, but not in a smug way. He's like, I love what they got going on. He's like the new one. It's called uh, Mandalorian, right? Like he went off the grid for a while and not because he didn't like anything, uh, to do with star Wars or whatever. Cause even in, the interview with Horowitz, he said, like, he is very proud of Solo. Like, Horowitz asked him, like, so now that it's been two years, do you have a better perspective of Solo now or a better appreciation of it than you did back then? And he's like, nothing changed for me. He's like, I was proud then and I'm proud now. He's like, we really loved what we did. And I just loved that answer so much because it's just like, yeah, man. Like, yeah, you you say that, please. Like, I love that. Um, so now onto the Solo 2 stuff. 
So he said, you know, I heard some stuff and I have to uh, get back into my Star Wars answer mode, he kind of said, where he has to like kind of be, you know, careful what you're saying, but nothing concrete. And, you know, he's not going to say anything like that if nothing's going on. Like he would just say something like, no, that chapter closed. That was a part of my life. That was great. I loved it, but it's done now. He wouldn't like if there's no need to stoke a flame unless there's a spark going on. Right. So he wouldn't want to just throw anything out there to to make Disney be like, dude, we, we're not even talking to you. Like, why are you saying that? <laughs> because they would. So that is interesting from that perspective. But then the other part uh, um, on the Horowitz interview where he asked him, would you come back for Disney Plus as Han Solo? He said, I would. I would come back. I love how they're telling stories there now. Uh, and then the, my favorite part, though, is he, him talking about Han Solo and saying that his favorite part about the character was who he became at the end of the movie when he said he becomes that guy. When yeah. Lando burns him, Beckett burns him, Kira burns him, he gets he becomes jaded. The only person he has is Chewie and the Falcon. That's it. And he becomes that jaded person that we meet eventually in A New Hope who only cares about himself. The rewards, the riches, the money, all that stuff. And it, you see that when he sees Emphis Nest and he's like, don't hold your breath, kid. Like, I'm not here to help you out. He said that's the most interesting part of the character. And he even said, maybe I shouldn't say that. But he's like, I love that. And now that we're there and we can continue on from that. Like, he said those words. That makes you think, like, he's already thinking how I'm going to play that character if I come back. Now I can be that Han Solo. The, the fact that that's in his mind and he's already kind of thinking about that in a tangible way really excites me because that... It's, it's real. And this is the first time we're hearing this guy talk about it. And it really gets me excited. And it makes me think that, you know what? Kazden's probably right. They're not going to make a Solo 2 movie. But Hollywood's changing anyway. This pandemic thing is changing everything. Budgets are going to be way down for movies. You got the Disney Plus special effects with uh, The Mandalorian, the volume. I think we're getting Disney Plus. I don't know if it's Solo or if it's going to be like an ensemble thing. I think he's coming back. And I think he's definitely going to be Han Solo again. And that means Chewie's going to be coming back too. And I'm just so excited, and I hope it happens. Fired up. Absolutely fired up. Yeah. Lacey, what do you think? Because, uh, you know, there's some interesting quotes in here that I think really give us some hope. What do you think? Well, as creator... <laughs> I'm just joking. I was going to say, as creator, as the creator. make Solo yeah. 2 happen. I actually wore my shirt because we were going to talk about it. I feel, like, really proud because I planned ahead. Nice. Um, I read the interview with Esquire and listen to the podcast. And both times, like John said, I got a feeling that Han Solo is on his mind. He loved that movie. He loved what I, he did with it. He loved the experience. I enjoyed actually, or I wouldn't say enjoyed, but I, I liked the fact that when Josh brought up the Lord and Miller cut and Snyder cut and, oh, could there be a cut out there? And Alden was like, I don't, I don't know. I have nothing to do with that. I just play the part and then that's where, but he made it sound like, no, there's definitely not <laughs> like he, we wouldn't think he that said the... he was in the dark on that. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> he's like, what? It's just so funny to me, at least, because I feel like oftentimes nowadays people are looking for that, that headline, that clickbait piece. And I think that that question alone is like a very like, Hmm, tell us more. And Alden's like, I don't know, man, like I just played. on <laughs> Um, but the other part that really stuck out to me is that in the, I believe, the Esquire magazine or article, he talked about Han Solo without even Han Solo being brought up. He said he brought his way he treated Han Solo and the way Han Solo acted towards the end of the movie or the 
like the way that Han Solo would handle something he brought into his new role on this show on the Peacock, which is the dumbest name uh, for the streaming network for NBC, which. <laughs> but it's free. Boom, boom, boom. I know. It's just so dumb. Like who was like, oh, yes, let's go with that. Um, I digress. But uh, the fact that Alden said that that's what he's bringing to that role, like if you had a terrible experience, if you didn't like something, why would you bring it up in the first part of the question like unless it's on your mind Mm -hmm. which gets me excited just like john because you're like oh if he's thinking about it that must be there there must be conversations happening and we know that he knows about make solo 2 happen someone asked him about it when it first trended worldwide and he said yeah you know someone sent me an email like he's aware which means that conversations are happening which makes me so excited i just hope that it's not going to be a cameo type situation which i don't think it will be i think he's young enough i think he's willing to do the show which i believe it's going to be a show i don't think it's going to be a movie which is Mm -hmm. why all these people that are like oh yeah i don't that i haven't heard of anything like john john kasdan and uh ron howard being like yeah i don't know about a movie that's because a movie was never in talks i guarantee it was always going to be like hey what can we do now that disney plus is a thing um but yeah, it's just, it's so exciting. And as I'm wearing the shirt saying this, like, I really hope it happens. There's so many things that could be told with this story. As you guys know, with Infus Best and Kira, and I just hope they bring everybody back for it. Because as Alden said, like, the cast is just so great. And he mentions everybody, which makes me think that they might bring everybody back. Yeah. Disney's got the money. Use it. And- <laughs> and early reviews, I think I saw in one of the articles, they said, because um, I'm not sure when Brave New World comes out. Right. They, is there a release date on it? But someone said that he is really good in it. And he is, I, I thought like everyone, when, when they said he was cast for Solo, I was like, who the hell is this guy? I did right? the same thing. Yeah. Because yeah. everyone's like, Ansel Elgort and, you know, all these other people who are already in like bigger things. And they're like, check out this kid from Hail Caesar. So I watched Hail Caesar. I'm like... That kid is so good because he plays, he knows how to play someone who's trying to play something. And like, he, he's, he's a very talented actor. And uh, if he's getting like praise for this Brave New World thing, it, it's, 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 it's fortifying his, his abilities and stuff. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I was very... Su- I think his... Go ahead, James. His whole acting thing was like very low key. Like he, he's brought up by Coppola, if I'm not mistaken. And it's just like him being like kind of trained personally or panned picked by him. And then like, that's just the crowd that he hangs out with. And and this, this is kind of the point that he said, he's like, I I don't really do a lot of movies. I'm not looking to be a a star. I'm just looking to get like one thing and nail it, you know? Yeah. Right. I think that's kind of like his, his thing. And that, that's why I think, and I think we side with that because we're like, we don't even know who this guy is and he's going to be Han Solo. And then the three of us watch it and we're like, nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) We are totally bought in. We're like, I, you know, I'm going to watch your career with great interest, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. What were you going on, Lacey? Oh, I was just going to say, I still find it weird though, that he played the love interest in like a YA novel movie called beautiful creatures. I don't know if you guys remember. It was like this girl's like a witch and she has this like Southern love interest boyfriend in high school and it's him. And I didn't realize it (laughs) until it was on Netflix. I feel like a couple months ago. And you know how they do the the trailers that they play when you're switching through browsing now? Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I was browsing through and there's a scene where she's in like a 
a classroom setting and it cuts to and there's alden and i'm like what <laughs> i didn't know you were in this movie <laughs> and he's playing like a southern like boyfriend small town kid that's <laughs> yeah, weird um I was going to mention, too, that I felt very seen on one of his quotes, which mm, was... You guys with the, um, he, the witty internet lingo. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, he said, uh, I think there's, like, what happened, because he was asked about... He was being asked about his feelings on solos two years later, you know? He mm-hmm. says, so I think there's, like, what happened, my or my sense of what happened, and it being championed again... You know, and I was like, oh, it, the movie being championed again, like two years later, I wonder. Yeah, I know. I was like, <laughs> I think seeing it trend worldwide, you know, Twice, is like, yeah. oh, they're championing it again. I was like, I was like, that's that's us, you know, not that we're the only people who like the movie, but I think like we're really helping to kind of put the movie like back into the public eye pretty well. Um, but he says um, exactly what we've been saying for a long time. Like it was it was a movie that kind of had something um, to prove, which was like, Oh, we're going to do a solo movie. And everybody already had an idea of what that movie was going to be. And he says, they saw it now, two years later. uh, And I'm quoting him again. People have walked away from it and return to what it is, you know, and they're seeing it now for what it is. And they're going, you know what? It, you know, it's not, it's not as bad as I thought, or it's, you know, it is, it is what it is. And now I'm enjoying it for what it is. Um, and I, I was like, I think, you know, hearing the, the, the main guy say that, say that, you know, after the movie came out, everybody was kind of iffy about it. Two years later, there's a big championing for the movie people are returning to it seeing seeing it and accepting it for the movie that it is and what it was supposed to be <laughs> and i'm just like yeah i was like that, that's us right that's that's not even the three of us John that's waved. us the resistance <laughs> broadcast i was know? hoping yeah, i was hoping that they were gonna refer to the movement uh, i feel like he went out yeah, of his way to cool. not say it because he was like oh, or, or alden uh, oh, horowitz alden. yeah horowitz i agree oh. I feel like and he it, went out of his way about asking about it. He was like, oh, so mm, it's my it's my nephew's favorite. I was like, really? You're not going to mention always, the thousands of people that talk about this movie every day? <laughs> well, you're going to mention your nephew? There's, there's always pundits oh and they'll God. say there, there's a there's a, a fan fan movement going around uh, for that love solo. I'm like, just say it. It's not that hard to say that. Say it, man. I'm sorry, yeah. but I, I just, I laughed when I heard that. Oh my, it's my nephew's favorite. I was like, how about the thousands and thousands of people that are constantly well, he's had, talking about this he, movie? Horowitz is good at making those inter- interviews like the one-on-one, we're having coffee type of thing. But still, what, it, it, one- is, it is funny when you're saying that, John, though, because you're like, <laughs> you're just saying, there's a fan movement going around and it's like, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, but there's a t-shirt. It's literally like four <laughs> words. We, we have a phrase for right. it. Uh, and then you said what you said. And I thought we need to make that t-shirt too. Like a fan movement of people who really like the movie. The nephew <laughs> thing kind of bothered me. And I'm sure people are like, Lacey, just let it go. The, the reason it bothered me is because I want Alden to know, and he does, but I wanted it to be said so that he knows that people are still fighting for this continuation. I think he knows. I think he knows. You know what I mean, though? To say, yeah. like, oh, yeah, my brother's kid likes it. You're like... Everyone involved with the movie has acknowledged to make Solo 2 happen. 
in some you know? way. Yeah. yeah. I, I so. mean, okay, like you're in a band and you put out an album and the album didn't sell very well and it got poor reviews and it was like, oh, okay, maybe we step away from that. Years later, you're going to know if there's a like uh, a worldwide trending right. try, try to make the the another album or go back to that sound. You know what I mean? You're going to know that that community exists. <laughs> I'm sure he does. But, I mean, and, he said he did. Yeah. There's another quote that I put in the article that really doesn't have a lot to do with the bulk of what I wrote out of his podcast, but mm-hmm. it really endeared me more to him. And he said, it's him talking about who these movies are for and what it's all about. And he was talking about how oh, he, here we go, John, <laughs> how he signs what? It's just, you, you always talk about the kids thing. Yeah. Yes. And you know what? He, he, he said it and he's talking about how he still to this day signs Han Solo toys for kids. Right. And he said, after hearing about the kids who love Solo, that's who these movies are for, kids and the kids in us. And I think that felt great and continues to feel great. And I compare that to like hearing, and I love these guys because of how good they were in the sequel trilogy, but like John Boyega saying like, you're not going to Disney plus me and Oscar Isaac, like just like being snobbish about it. Maybe if I want to buy another house. And then you have a guy like Alden who is the star of the movie that I thought was treated the worst mark in marketing. Uh, it obviously did the worst because of that. It was set up to fail in terms of where it would come out. And he still puts his foot down and says, I am so proud of what we did with solo to this day. No, no, no. It's not two years later now that everyone's championing for it. I, nothing changed. And he even said, that's not new to me. And he wants to play it no matter what. He's like, I would I, love to play it. I, yeah. I couldn't like this guy anymore. That's what I thought. And then I see this interview and I'm like, my God, like I want to root, I want to run through a wall for this guy. Like he gets it and he's so genuine. So I really do hope he does come back to play it because it won't just be Alden. We have you under contract for two more movies. Do you have to come back? He is interested in doing it. And that is, as we always talk about on this podcast, when a Star Wars actor wants to be there and they want to do it, it means that much more to fans. Uh, maybe especially me. I know some people don't care. If some people want, you know, they want them to hit the mark, deliver the line, grab the check and go, fine. I, I really, I really appreciate that and really like that. And for the, the fact that he's standing up for his movie two years later and says he always stood up for it, I love it. Absolutely. Me too. It. Can I throw you guys a hypothetical? <laughs> sure. All right. Here was the plan. It was always the plan, right? Solo wasn't going to come out a couple months after The Last Jedi. It was actually going to drop a couple months after The Rise of Skywalker, and it was supposed to drop May 2020, and then the pandemic happens. Do they push it to Disney Plus, or would we still be without a Solo, and they just keep, like, shoving it, shoving it, shoving it, shoving it? You know, I, I thought about that when it came to The Rise of Skywalker. Like, imagine they had to end the final the skywalker saga on streaming or something right or would they have would they have tried to push it a year out and say they it's coming out in 2020 it. yeah they would have pushed it I think, I think they would have pushed the rise of skywalker but i'm curious about solo i think they would have pushed solo to december which which you know it almost makes you think we wish we, i wish the pandemic happened in 2018 not only because because <laughs> not only because we would be over with the pandemic but because solo Jack, would you say that one more time i'm writing it down so i can quote you on that one <laughs> 
I wish the pandemic happened instead in 2018. One, because we'd be done with the pandemic, hopefully, if we were standing here today, we'd be at Celebration. Uh, But also, Solo would come out where it should have in December. Um, So I think that's what they would have done. They would have tried to push it to December. Like, Top Gun is going to come out in December. Um, I'm so pumped for that movie. It looks so good. Oh, my God. It looks so good. (laughs) And um, that uh, that other Marvel movie is going to come out in August. Oh, uh, Black Widow? It's never going to get released. No, 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 no. I, we did this last time. We couldn't remember the name of it. That's how little people care about it. Mm-hmm. You know which one I'm talking about. I don't know. Lacey, I know you do, but mm- you're acting like you don't. Makes a I, uh, I genuinely don't know what you're talking about. Mm. <laughs> the, the Marvel movie that is... Just say it. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Why are we talking about? Because <laughs> yeah. I can't think of the name of the stupid movie. We do this every time we talk about it. It's a movie that's been pushed back so many. It's been pushed back like the X Men years. Thing? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Eternals. Yeah. New mutants. No. New mutants. New mutants. That's it. Yeah. yeah. It's just because because um, they just released. They just put out another like. It's coming out this day, and everybody's like, "No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not." Because <laughs> no, it was like August, and it's like that's not happening. You know, and I'm I'm gonna go on record here and say this because people are always like, "So, man, if this happens, would it be solo too?" I'm like, if Han and Chewie are in it, and it's more than a cameo, yes, because all I wanted was to see these guys continuing on from where they left off in Solo. I want to see the other characters too. But to me, we'd made the t-shirts as a joke, as a funny thing, because Solo didn't do well. People got on board with it. But to me, in my heart, it's always been more Han and Chewie, more Alden and Jonas. So as long as those two get it, and it's live action, because Jonas needs to be there. It's not just some animated Chewie. That that works yeah. for me. Because... You know, may, maybe Kira. I understand the Kira angle, but like obviously Beckett's not going to be in Solo Two. Uh, no, a lot of people Lando want doesn't, Maul and Lando. Lando or... doesn't necessarily have to be in Solo Two, right. the movie. Um, what was the other one? Oh, Emphis Nest doesn't necessarily have to be in the movie. I would totally enjoy Solo Two going off and meeting new characters and doing new things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm with I'm with you on that. Um, but let's talk about our next story. Um, the next one is about. The Mandalorian, our first Star Wars television show, is getting ready to come back for season two, and we're starting to do interviews with some of the cast, which is exciting, right? This one came from uh, our friend Ash Crossan at uh, ET, and she got to sit down with him and ask him about you know, his, his involvement with Far Cry 6, which is pretty cool. Uh, but of course, Mandalorian got brought up, and they talked a little bit about the Darksaber and a little bit about Baby Yoda. Um, Lacey, I'm starting with you on this one. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on what he had to say about uh, Mando season two and his character of Moff Gideon? Yeah, so he is a prime example of what John was saying of someone that is just so excited to be a part of Star Wars and to be a bad guy in Star Wars, which we talked about on Patreon, whether we'd be a hero or a villain. I said villain. I You can feel the energy, energy like no matter what interview he does. You can feel the excitement he has of like playing a bad guy, which we all know he often does play a bad guy. It's like his thing, but it it just looks like he's having a blast. And um, when he was talking to Ash and talking about how he gets to have the Darksaber and how he got involved in the Mandalorian with Jon Favreau and how Favreau said he wrote the part for him, 
Like, what an honor. Also, I feel like John Favreau has said that about everyone in the show. He's like, oh, I wrote this part and thought of Gina Carano. Oh, yeah. I, I wrote this part and thought of... Like, imagine having that awesome power that you're like, hey, I thought of this person. Will you do it? And that person's like, absolutely, I will. <laughs> like, talk about an awesome... Uh, just being a great person, apparently, which he seems... John Favreau seems like he's amazing. But it's just everybody that gets to work with him is just like, I was so honored when he called me. Like, you know, he mm-hmm. calls you. He's like, hey, I need you to go kill someone. You'd be like, okay, John Favreau, whatever you say, John Favreau. <laughs> right. um, yeah, I mean, other than that, he, he says about how excited he is. He wanted to know what a moth is. He's like, I looked it up. I don't know. <laughs> what does that mean? Who am I? He hints a little bit of, at Vader. Like, d- does he come from Vader? He kind of just like works out his process of figuring out what the, the character is. Um, he doesn't say much about Baby Yoda, I feel. I feel like he was just kind of like one of those like, of course, Baby Yoda's the best type scenarios i was Mm -hmm. more excited about his process with john favreau but yeah i mean i can't wait to see what he does in season two i think we just got a taste of it in season one he's such a good bad guy i can't wait to see what happens yeah john um i i was gonna ask you specifically too about what do you think of that one particular quote where he gave about about being one of the ones one of the ones and Mm -hmm. all that. And obviously he follows that up with like, is he a descendant of Darth Vader? I'm going to go, probably not. (laughs) Right. But it was just interesting to hear the (laughs) process, right? The thought process that went into that. Oh yeah. No, I know. Yeah. I just thought it was kind of interesting that he, he specifically mentioned being a descendant of Darth Vader, which, um, who was it that wrote the article for star Wars Newsnet? Jordan, probably Jordan. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that he really, nailed it as far as like trying to get a vibe on like how deep of a star wars fan he is because yeah. he'd be like i don't know what a moth is but then he'd be like oh man i get to use the dark saber it's like oh that's kind <laughs> of kind of kind of interesting and then he's like you know he's talking about um all these different things and then he says something like you know, he'd be a descendant of darth vader and it's like well obviously that wouldn't work that doesn't make how any does sense work? at all yeah, yeah. yeah so well, john what are, you, what are your thoughts what, what do you think he meant when he was saying that um a little verbiage so i think there's a lot of different um angles he's coming from in this type of thing because i Mm -hmm. didn't see the interview i assume it was a zoom chat thing yeah it was so those things can trap someone to feel very casual and to almost want to be like uh as you're putting the coffee on you're like oh so uh yeah i got these force powers oh I forgot I'm like on a (laughs) entertainment tonight thing. I thought I was just talking to my friend Ash here, but right. The whole, like one of the ones thing he's like trying to say, could he be force sensitive, but he probably has certain words in his NDA. He's not allowed to say. So he's like, (laughs) what, you know, one of the ones, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I think he's like teasing us with that. He, he knows what his deal is, but he's kind of teasing us with that and then reeling us in, pushing us back out, reeling us in. Uh, but then the other stuff, I think there is an innocence to him not knowing what the deal is. He's like, and I think when he says descendant of Darth Vader, he means like the next in line. Is he going to be like the next? That's what I was saying it as. Like, does he come from like his he doesn't, group? Or he doesn't something? mean DNA. He means like, yeah, is he the next one? Like the next baddie after Darth Vader? Right. Is he like yeah, shaped from that mold? Um, and uh what 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 else oh um talking about using the dark saber i think that's just something that maybe he was educated on by feloni uh in during early production meetings and that sort of thing he's like listen at the end of this 
you're going to have this saber and this is what this means. And in season two, there's going to be people coming after it. And these people are these people. And they probably showed him this like map and probably said, go watch these episodes of the Clone Wars, um, that sort of thing. So you probably got that. I do like that he went back and he's like, I got to research these moths. And he's, he he mentions Peter Cushing. He's like, I got to check up on what that. So that guy's character, I, he's probably like, I remember watching that movie, the first one when it came out. Oh, it was so great. I was seven. It was awesome. Uh, but he didn't know his title. Right. He didn't know. He's yeah. like, oh, that, Peter Cushing was a moth. I get to be like a Peter Cushing. That's <laughs> awesome. So I think that's what he was going for there. Um, but then I, I, you know, I, you know, like you said, Lacey, and I was talking about Alden, like he's not one of those, I am hitting my mark and delivering my lines guys. He's, he loves being in the world. He loves Mm -hmm. that. And that's so amazing. But what makes it even more amazing is we know how good of a villain he is. You just said it, Breaking Bad, uh, amazing villain. And I really am so excited more than anything for season two of the Mandalorian, more than the Ahsoka cameo, more than more Baby Yoda, more than Mando getting a jetpack, I want to see more evil out of this dude. And my only fear in, uh, for season two of the Mandalorian is that they bait and switch us, where it's like you thought he was the baddie, he's now answering to this baddie. No, I want this guy to be the evil. Because mm-hmm. I know how good he is of an actor, and I know how good of a bad guy he is. And when he was standing with that firing squad, calling all them out, saying, I know you're in there. And he knew and all their th- stats and stuff. This is yeah. what's going to happen, not like the Vader dramatics. Plus He's 35 like, agility. <laughs> <laughs> is that a video game thing? <laughs> yeah. But, but in other words, he was like, I'm about to tell you very stoically, very Han- Hannibal Lecter in a way, very calmly, my, my, my pulse is not going to go above 72, how I'm going to end you. Yeah. <laughs> and that is horrifying. And that was one of the scary, that's almost scarier than Palpatine to me. So I'm very mm. excited to see what this guy does on his home turf. Because I think we're going to go to like where he's at mm-hmm. uh, finally, not him coming to them. So I'm curious what kind of complex he has, what kind of soldiers he has. Uh, so I, I'm just so excited. And he, he seems very excited. And James, I don't know about you, but he... Was he talking in terms of production with Baby Yoda, or was he teasing that he's going to kidnap Baby Yoda? Like, what was your thoughts on that? I'm throwing the ball back I, to you now. Yeah, I, I don't know. Honestly, when it came to the Baby Yoda stuff, I just I, I felt like he just addressed Baby Yoda as, isn't it great? Yeah. Like, I, I don't really think there was anything in particular that he was oh, hinting well. at. Well, what tone did he say then? Because was he like, I know how to get close? Like, was he saying, like, playing his character? Was he getting into character a little bit? He wasn't really. It was definitely, yeah. like, a casual, like, of course everyone wants to know what happens to Baby Yoda. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. And, and and he said he said that uh, he knew as soon as he saw him, he was going to be the star of the show. So, right. he, you know, he kind of joked. It, it's, it's almost exactly what you're saying he doesn't do. But he's like... Be part of the show, do your lines, get your thing, but it's Baby Yoda's show is kind of what oh, I was okay. joking around with. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I'm actually, I'm happy that you said what you, you did about the um, being one of the ones uh, because that that is exactly how I took it. And, and it's kind of weird maybe going the dive with me for a little bit, but like, I guess what what would you consider like a main character in Star Wars? Well, obviously you got, you know, your, your Lukes and your Hans and your Leias, right? But even even as you look at like the pantheon of all of the stories uh, that are involved, you start looking at characters like Ahsoka and you're like, yeah, a very critical 
character that a lot of what happens in the future depends on what this person did in the past. And, um, you know, they're not background characters, they're side or side characters or something like that. Somebody that's really going to change the events and, and change the course of, um, the future because they are one of the chosen ones. And, and, you know, Moff, um, Tarkin, you know, Grand Moff Tarkin would be another great example of that. He's just one of those people where he's just like a normal person who, rises to define what becomes of the galaxy uh because he is one of the ones a main character a staple character someone that people will remember for the good or the bad but it's important to become not the background character or one of the pawns in the thing you when you're one of the ones it doesn't necessarily mean you're force sensitive um that being said though too uh, you know, you mentioned, you know, I hope it's not bait and switch that we're going to get like a bigger villain. I always think that that's possible, especially with TV shows, um, because they always, they always tend to do. Yeah. But, uh, but Vader never lost it, even though they revealed who the real villain was, you know? Um, and I think Moff Gideon could be that he could be someone that like, even though he's reporting to so-and-so it's like he's he's still bad you know and it kind of reminded me of a vader standing out there like you could almost picture the scene like pretend it's in a different era you could almost see stormtroopers and darth vader standing there <laughs> and you just being like massively threatened by this person who's out there and you're like i, I don't think i'm getting out of this you know yeah that's just yeah. kind of the vibe he had and even if there was an emperor who at this point in time we know is alive or around or something right um i don't necessarily know if he's pulling the the strings because in this interview he says that moff gideon is looking to be one of the people that takes over the empire you know he is is hoping to be the guy um so i i don't know if he's on his own but uh but i like everything about what he said in this interview i like the direction that he's going with the character i like how serious he is with the character can can someone who is not attuned to the force combat ahsoka with in a lightsaber duel without it being absolutely ridiculous that's what it comes down to to me someone that's not attuned in the force um so this guy knows how to fight he happens to have the dark saber she would annihilate him if he doesn't have some sort of force powers Right. I'm still not entirely positive that it's him fighting Ahsoka. I mean, I, he's, I still he says think, he fights with the dark saber, though, right? Yeah, no, but I, I, I don't know. I have this vision in my head that it's, and you're often more right than I am. But I have this idea in my head that it's him with the dark saber versus well, the Mandalorian that clip from the podcast. <laughs> versus uh, Din Djarin, the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm using his Mandalorian tech, including uh, jetpacks and grappling hooks and other things like that. And that's a good battle. That's a fun battle. Um, I, let me ask you guys real quick. Do you, would, would you guys be disappointed or cool with Moff Gideon being like a dark side force user? Totally cool. Yeah? I, I would be cool with it, but I don't want it. It's not my choice. I I, I agree. Yeah, I I'd want be cool it. with I it. I think it would be totally cool. 
Like, uh, yeah. I mean, it would be really cool. I'll probably see it and be like, damn, that's Star cool. Wars is about the Question. Force and Jedi and stuff. So I want that. Mm. I think that maybe, yeah, that, I mean, they need some semblance of it in here. And you don't think, I, I assume Ahsoka's not going to be in the show for a lot. Right. And I agree with you that Ahsoka showing up would make sense against someone that has, is a Force user. Yeah. Like, because otherwise she's I'm, just going to, she has no one to challenge her. Right. However, go with me here. And I, I could be remembering this wrong, but John Favreau played the character pre Vizsla, right? Mandalorian not force sensitive fought with the dark saber against obi-wan and it was a pretty good battle like, yeah but i think they yeah, were yeah that's true one on one so his skills as a warrior but obi-wan probably had no intention obi-wan probably had no intentions of trying to kill that guy so he's probably playing a little playing a little safe wasn't going think full ahsoka has full intentions to to kill this oh, guy completely Maybe, but maybe not. She's she's kind of been she's no Jedi, with the dude. Light of pacifism and ah, well, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Anything else on that? I don't think so, right? I can't wait for October. Can there's it just, just be October already? <laughs> there's just so many questions, in in a good way, I'm very curious, and I'm glad we yep. we don't know. <laughs> well, uh, we do have another series that officially got announced, and that is. The Bad Batch TV show spinoff of The Clone Wars, right? So if you saw Clone Wars Season 7, John, I think you're frozen. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, if you saw Clone Wars Season 7, you probably saw the first few episodes, first four, uh, that involved a, a new uh, group of individuals called The Bad Batch, and they had to go and they had to rescue their fellow clone, Echo. Well, when that wrapped up, they went off on their own. And it turns out that Disney or Lucasfilm Animation, whoever was the person who pulled the trigger on this, decided that they thought that was the perfect next animated show. And we officially got that announcement. So, John, I'm going to go back to you to talk a little bit about uh, The Bad Batch and, you know, a little bit more about the story. What's up? So, um, got to give uh, credit to uh, Noah Outlaw. He tweeted this like a month ago that they were doing a Bad Batch series on Disney Plus. So yeah, really good guess. No, that's a really good tweet. <laughs> that tweet. That tweet aged very well. That's that's one you pin right. Uh, so no, cre- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Credit to him. No, cl- uh, clearly knew what was up. Yeah. Yeah, credit to him for breaking that. Uh, and Lucasfilm was probably really angry about it, and they're like, "Well, now we got to put it out." But now that it's out. Uh, uh, so I'm obviously, you know, I, I, I was one of the, I think, early ones to say I wasn't vibing this. Um, and, you know, it's okay to do that when you do it in a respectful way. And I like to think I do. I'm not going to spend seven months every day after the Bad Batch comes out to tell people how much I hate it. Um, it's just not my style. Um, but what I find interesting about this is they, they, they throw Filoni all over this thing. Like, uh, like flyers when you're walking down... Times Square in New York City, like here, go see this, this is, and it all has Filoni on it, and Filoni, 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 because it it gives it that Star Wars credibility, right? Because he is executive producer, but there's also six executive producers on this show. He is not directing, he is not writing, he he's not listed as the creator of the show. Um, so I think it's just one of those things where he's. Uh, we said that months ago that if there was an animated series coming out, he was going to be executive producer. 
Right. Now, th- that takes me to my next part. So I looked into the people who are doing it, and you have Brad Rao, who is the supervising director. So I guess he's going to be the main uh, director overseeing all people directing the episodes of the show. Uh, and then Jennifer Corbett is going to be the head writer. So Rao directed five episodes of Rebels. He did Forces of Destiny and Resistance. Okay. Uh, Jennifer Corbett wrote three episodes of Resistance, uh, and that's her contribution to Star Wars. Um, so to me, this sounds more like the team of Resistance than it does the team of the Clone Wars uh, producing this series. I'm not saying it's going to be in the same style or anything like that, but in terms of uh, there's clearly a shift here. This isn't... I think they're making it clear that this is a spinoff of the Clone Wars. Don't expect it to be the same people making it. This isn't George Lucas now. This isn't Dave Filoni writing this. It's going to be a different vibe that maybe feels more like the uh, the show Resistance. Even though Filoni created that, that was his idea because his grandfather loved yeah. warplanes and stuff. He wasn't involved in making that show. Um, so people always say, like, well, if Filoni's name's on it, I, I trust it. And a lot of people have already been saying that. But I think that's why they put his name on it because they want mm-hmm. people to feel good about it. I think Filoni's taking the leap. I think this is even more proof here. And we kind of guessed this on the podcast that Filoni, uh, not guessed, but it, it seems all the chips were falling that way. That Filoni's making, wants to make that jump. He wants the cheddar making that jump to live action. So I think we're going to see more Filoni involved with like, if they make an Ahsoka live action series, he's going to be doing that maybe. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm just not really vibing this. Uh, and you know what? That, that's whatever. That's my prerogative. I, I would like to have seen other things done. And, you know, we talked about this on our Patreon video that's coming up this week, but uh, I got to say it on the podcast. Um, the the adage of, well, it's new, more Star Wars, and that's good. I, well, I love more Star Wars, and that's fine. But there's, there's a certain amount of people working at Lucasfilm Animation. There's not an infinite amount of people back there churning out these shows. So if this show is being made, that means something else is not being made or not that was in development that is not being put into production like this is. And I, I'm curious what to, to see what got shelved for this to go forward um, or what got delayed for this to go forward. So uh, I'm sure it'll be cool. I'm sure kids will dig it. And it'll be like maybe they'll do that A-team vibe and that 80s uh, sort of ragtag group uh, sort of thing. But um, it, when I got when I heard the announcement, like I, I, it was just a big nothing expression for me. It was just like I was just like, oh, geez. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, even even me, I I think like my overall vibe is just like a little bit of disappointment from the possible the endless possibilities of shows, and then we still we still ended up getting like spinoff to the two characters that were like okay about like it's like we can like them, but I don't think anybody was like yes like this needs to be the next show <laughs> i love these guys yeah i would i would watch hours of adventures that they go on you know uh, but Lacey, i want to hear what you have to think about this uh before i, I go off or something yeah, i don't know well what you better think? go off because i have nothing to say about <laughs> not a whole lot to add uh except that i knew dave filoni was going to be executive producer and that he's making the move away mm-hmm. from animation and people need to say goodbye to him because he's not going to keep doing animation anymore. He might be executive producer on stuff, but I can't see him writing shows and whatnot. Um, other than that, 
I would have preferred a different animated show. This doesn't intrigue me, but I hope yeah. people enjoy it. That's it. That's all I got. Um, <laughs> any, what would what would have intrigued you? Uh, follow that, up that to whole, Rebels. Like, your, follow, oh, you would have? Okay, yeah. I think that makes the most sense right now. Yeah, I think there's a big question up in the air with Rebels, so you want to see what happens. And that's the weird thing about Clone Wars, right? Is that it's like you you made you made this show to and then it, yeah. there's a big yeah there, well there you made this show and there's a big question mark on it and then you made this show and you definitively ended it and you're like all right we're doing another one it's like well obviously they're gonna do no, you're, you're you doing that you're one skipping the question mark. <laughs> you go you're going back to that one you, the period right yeah, okay. It All kind right, of I felt like right. Family Guy where he's getting yeah. a tattoo and he's like, I want a skull. And he's like, I'm going to give you a Kermit the Frog. And he's like, but I want a skull. And he's like, Kermit the Frog it is. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what? Um, yeah, I, I think there's, I, I kind of feel like there's something to be said about that. Like, look, I, I'm I'm not against the Bad Batch. I, I liked those episodes. I, I also looked up the ratings on, I think, like Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb or something like that, which is not trustworthy, but I just kind of want to get a general vibe. And they were, they were in like the eights, whereas like the middle episodes of the Clone Wars were more like in the sixes and the final episodes were more like in the nines and tens. Right. So it really was like middle of the road and they, they wanted to move forward with it. And I just, it felt the announcement to me feels like cool, but forced or very, uh, executives saying, you know, it, it almost makes me think like the the CEO of Lucasfilm is actually DJ Khaled because he's just like another one. <laughs> like we got we had a successful show. Do it again. Like we want that worked. Do it again. Um, yeah. We were praising Clone Wars when it came to Disney Plus because we it's were like, like, it's blowing everything out of the water. It's it's better streaming than Stranger Things and like all this other, you know. And I think they just looked at those numbers and they go, they're like sitting in a boardroom and they're all like, we would all be stupid not to keep doing Clone Wars, right? Like we can't call it Clone Wars because we ended it, but we need to somehow keep Rex and Ahsoka and the clones, like in general, all that still has to be around. And I think they just looked at the numbers and they said, anything else is a risk. No matter how confident we think the show is going to be, Anything else is to a risk to a known successful property. And I think they just it's like, went that route, right? It's like Chubby Chubby Checker, like the twist is such a big hit. And he's like, what can I do to follow that up? And he's like, twist again, like we did last <laughs> summer. Let's do it, baby. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and that's what it is. They're, um, feeding, they're feeding that fan base, and maybe that's the safe bet. And is that a bad sign for Lucasfilm Animation? Does that mean they're just going to, like not take the chances and just do what works like you said james possibly i don't know like yeah. did resistance like I mean, shake them were they like wow nobody took to that show we thought it was going to be this thing and you know i don't know no i don't know i i'm not entirely positive just based on the vibe and everything that they put into resistance i i i think that they intended that to be a smaller show and they probably didn't even intend people of our age to like they're like you guys watch that show because it wasn't made for you <laughs> you know resistance we was tried made to be by dave filoni so he can say he made something that doesn't have ahsoka in it that's pretty much it <laughs> um but i i i feel like look i i've never watched the show but it felt very fear the walking dead to me where it's yep. like 
we have the show oh, that's doing really well yeah. and at the same time like you're you're kind of missing like that's not I didn't like Walking Dead because it was zombies. I liked Walking Dead because it had Rick and Carl and and you know all these other characters in it. Like, I I I think like if you were ever gonna do a spinoff, it it almost had to be like a couple of those characters break away, and that's what they're doing over there. Fear of the Walking Dead to me, I, I like I said I didn't watch it, so I might be totally wrong on this. Fear of the Walking Dead, they were like, oh, so you want to know how the zombies happened? And people were like, no. And they're like, okay, so we're going to show you how it happened. (laughs) (laughs) They're just like, they're they're just like, we're going to make up a whole new batch of people and you're going to fall in love with them too and here's zombies and it's like I don't know really how cool it was that he was in a coma it. and then he wakes up and it's all bad we're going to show you what happened during the coma the unnecessary yeah. prequel yeah. but uh, not that bad batch is a prequel and hey um you know to 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 go positive on the bad batch it ha- it takes place after order 66 that's cool uh, the rumors that uh, they were talking about, um, Kessel Run transmissions they were talking about, were that the clones are out to um, do some favors for people. Uh, the 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 Chiss to get to fight the Gris in order to trade off would be like a serum to the aging thing. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like it could be yeah, it's coming out on Christmas. Um, yeah. But, you don't uh, want to miss this. But, <laughs> Stop. But I think you're you're in, you're in the era of Vader. You're in the era of Inquisitors. You're in the era of potentially a bunch of new characters that they could bring in because you know this show is not just going to be the greatest hits. It's not going to be only these characters. Also, Kevin Kiner, I think, is coming back characters. for this. What? Kevin Kiner is coming back. That's a good thing. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I just. I don't know. I th- I think the potential of it could be pretty cool, and we could we could expand on what else is out there in the galaxy, especially in a world where the clones are not used anymore, and nobody really cares. Like, what are these guys doing? So, I th- I think it could be neat, but you know, I think we've covered it pretty well. It's like, <laughs> meh. It could have been, you know, so many other things, and we and that's what you went with. All right, okay, right, right. Yep. Well, that's it then, guys. Uh, Resistance report over, and we're heading on to the next section. Lacey, you got this. What is it? Yeah, so there's a lot of different ways you guys can uh, support us. You can follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN. You can like this video on YouTube, comment, subscribe, ring the bell, uh, leave a comment, um, follow us on Instagram, or... You can also head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast where you can get a ton of extra content from videos to polls to mailings to all different types of stuff um, and starts at $2 a month and we put out content almost every day. I think there's one day a week that we don't, which might change. However, right now, it's basically <laughs> every day that you get cool stuff from us. Um, you also get early access to episodes. Um, just cool fun stuff in the base all right so part of that great peeps too yes wonderful people very fun positive place to be uh and it just kind of gets you outside of that that craziness of the internet right except you're in like this in the base in your own little place and still on the internet yep 
That's what I was trying to talk around. All right. (laughs) So that being said, our top tiers, our generals, we love them. They're the best. We appreciate their support. Um, So we just want to give them a little shout out and thank them. They're Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, I had to breathe. Micah Harrison, Michael Gaines, Jetta Rosewater, Bethany, Russ Harbison, and Kendall Gelnar. I hope I pronounced all your names. Thank you, Generals. Because you're amazing. Um, But this is the section of the show that we let them be a part of it. um, And we ask them a question and they get some time to to give us their answer. And then we react. It's super fun. Get some other voices here on the show. Um, So this week we have General Andrew Staley. Hello, Andrew. And we asked him, who is your favorite person involved with the making of Star Wars that doesn't get talked about enough or enough credit? So, Andrew, take it away. Thanks for the question, guys. Uh, Neil Scanlon is the artist that I really enjoy uh, his work and appreciate all he does. Uh, He created some of my favorite characters, the Porgs. And uh, especially some of the work in The Rise of Skywalker with the Serpent and Babu Frick. Uh, I just think that uh, the visual effects and creatures department is uh, part of Star Wars that sometimes we just uh, don't always think about. But it's there. We love it, and uh, it's just it's just right there in front of you. And um, it creates some of the best characters, some of the most memorable characters. And the work that Neil and his team does is just so impressive. And um, you know, it doesn't get overlooked, but sometimes it just doesn't get talked about as much as uh, the art or some of the special effects. Um, so Neil Scanlon, he's a good guy, does a lot of good work, and we appreciate all he's done for Star Wars, and look forward to it going forward. Thanks, guys. May the force be with you. All right. Great answer. Love the Porg. John, what did you think of Andrew's answer? Well, I don't know if Neil had anything to do with Baby Yoda, but I'm going to hold Baby Yoda because he's a Star Wars creature, and that's what this is all about for Andrew's answer. (laughs) Uh, Neil Scanlon, uh, great pick. He's definitely carrying on the tradition of amazing creature effects and special effects for Star Wars dating back to Phil Tippett and all those guys from the OG trilogy. Um I, I love uh, your enthusiasm and passion for where Star Wars is today and acknowledging those people because sometimes, you know, there'll be a scene in Star Wars and we'll just be in Star Wars and not realizing that one arm of a puppet took someone, you know, 12 days to do. Uh, <laughs> and, and those people are in those credits somewhere and no one gives them shout outs or mentions their name. They just did their job. And that's, uh, that's grind work. They're not riding around in Maserati. So I love that you brought that up and it's a great answer. I love the Porg. Uh, I love seeing the little interaction with the Porg. A little cooler sound effects than this probably, but uh, that's the baby Yoda sound effect, but (laughs) Lacey hates it. So we're going to keep that going. Um, Just kidding, Lacey. But no, Andrew, you're the man. Thanks for, again, I say this every time you do the pod race and I love every time you come up because you're always uh, positive and fun and having a good time and uh, keep Keep watching, because I'm sure Jimmy Johnson will get a win before he finishes. I hope he does for you. I'll be rooting for him, as long as he's not beating my guy Blaney. Uh, thanks, Andrew. James? Um, I mean, I'll, I'll good, good job, Andrew. I'll peace out quick, because I know that Lacey wants to talk about Neil Scanlon, because I felt like as soon as you said it, I was like, that's, exa- that's Lacey's answer, right? She always goes right to it. Um, but it is a good answer, right? Because I mean, this guy is kind of one of those people that if you ask the average star Wars fan, if they know who he is, nobody would, but it's like, 
you could just say he's the guy responsible for and then just name it and it's like oh my gosh you know just go off on the list so um absolutely uh great answer so good job and thanks for being a general and doing the video yeah andrew james is completely correct i heard your answer and i went yes you are right (laughs) i feel like oftentimes your answers are what i would say which is really cool but um yeah i think neil's a great answer i think he's someone that has made star wars what it is you know you can't have star wars without cool droids and aliens and creatures and all types of stuff and the things that he accomplished in the sequel trilogy and other movies has just been so amazing from like you said the serpent and babu freck um surprisingly i when i did some research about him i feel like we did something like this like people behind the scenes countdown kessel run a couple months Mm -hmm. ago and neil was one of my picks uh i didn't know he has an oscar for babe like the pig movie oh really (laughs) yeah really weird um but yeah i think he's super cool i i would love to sit down and talk to him about everything that he's done and stuff that he hasn't used in the movies i really want to know about the baby head he, there's pictures of him with it. He's standing next to it. We never saw oh, it. Oh, yeah. So, uh, as you guys know, I'm a very avid baby head conspiracy theorist. <laughs> so, <laughs> hopefully we find out more about the creatures <laughs> and stuff that we've seen. And, you know, James gets all the visual dictionaries and always says that, like, everything's not in there. It would be great if they got, like, a really thorough one that breaks down, like, every single piece of movies would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for your support. You're really great. We love having you in the TRB community. Um, and like John said, you're just like so positive and fun and awesome. And again, I love your Porg. Uh, so now we're going to go to John to hear from other people from the community. Go ahead, John. All right, folks. It is time to get into Ask the Resistance. I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? All right. This week, we got three questions coming from you. It is uh, usually via Twitter. Sometimes a patron will send us a question in the TRB base, and we'll throw it up here. But uh, this one's coming from uh, the Twitterverse. Uh, we appreciate everyone sending in questions. If you ever have a question, uh, just send it. And you don't even have to tweet it to us. Just use hashtag AskTheResistance. Uh, I'll find it. We'll get you on here, and uh, we'll talk about it, and hopefully uh, discuss it and give you something to think about or something to yell at us about if you don't like our <laughs> answers, all that good stuff. But... <laughs> The first one is going to Lacey. Uh, this is from Gloria uh, at Gloria Carreter. All it's made me think is Mr. Carreter from yeah, Michael Scott. <laughs> it's either Carreter or Carreter. Uh, three. Do you guys Gloria, know what I'm talking you'll... about when he's in the improv class and he's like, Mr. Carreter? <laughs> oh, you know why he does that, right? No. Why uh, he do welcome it? back, Welcome back, Cotter. Uh, TV show from the 70s. Ooh, ooh, Mr. Cotter, Mr. Cotter. It's still, it's it's just so funny. <laughs> yeah. I love uh, Michael Scott, uh, where Steve Carell drops these random references. It just litters the That's such a the Steve Carell thing. Yeah. Yeah. Steve for Carell, um, come on the show, please. <laughs> so, Gloria, please correct me. I apologize. Carreter, uh, Carreter. Yeah. Uh, but thank you, Gloria. Anyway, this question, Lacey, is if you were in charge of writing the story in the timeline after the sequel trilogy, how would you approach it? Uh, would you connect it to the Skywalker saga somehow? If so, how? Hi, Gloria. Thank you for your question. This is a tough question. This is a good one. Um, it it kind of depends if it is a saga film or not. I don't think you can have a saga film without the some type of connection to the Skywalkers. It wouldn't really makes sense but 
if we're continuing the timeline, it would be with Ray Skywalker anyway. So there's kind of your connection. You can just go with that. Um, I would like to see more of Ray's storyline years later when she's, you know, more confident in herself than she is in the Rise of Skywalker. We get a little bit of it, but we and obviously she defeats Palpatine, but we don't get to see her in like kind of that master role. I'd love to see her training Finn or have Finn be a Jedi. Uh, I'd like to see more of Poe and BB-8. Um, we brought up, I think, last week or the week before having a villain that's like a humanoid or a creature or an alien. Like, that would be super cool for me. And I think it's just mm-hmm. got to be kind of Ray figuring out what the Force and Jedi are now that all of that other Skywalker stuff is over. And I think that there's just so many possibilities. Um that I would just like to see her use her yellow lightsaber, which we didn't get to see her use. I think that is my biggest pet peeve <laughs> with the Rise of Skywalker. I wish she turned that thing on at the beginning and we got to see her fight with it. But hopefully a movie will come. We'll get to see that. That's a good point. I'm very curious to see if they ever tell us how much time took place between the celebration on Ajon Kloss and her going to Tatooine because she had to build that thing, right? So, yeah, and surprisingly, she's wearing the same clothes. You think she would have switched clothes? Maybe she's like Bart Simpson and she opens the closet and it's all the same. I got a lot of questions. Maybe we should have a show someday where we're like, what questions do we have? (laughs) We're our own, yeah. Um, Got a lot of questions. I do think that, uh, I do think that there was like a deleted scene or something where she was working or it was in the script or something. She was working on the, on the lightsaber earlier in the movie. Maybe. Oh, cool. yeah. Yeah. Or it was yeah. in the concept art or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe that was. Um. Okay. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. It's like Family Feud. Um, <laughs> Good answer. All right. Potato salad. <laughs> <laughs> and no. <laughs> no. Uh, John Reese at John S. Reese. Uh, what is up, General Reese? Um, James, this one's going to you. John wants to know, do you think we'll see stories animated or live action of other people or species that use or know of the Force but call it something different? Like, for example, in the Legends of Luke Skywalker novel, where the people on the planet Luel uh, refer to the Force as the Tide. Um, so what do you think? You have the people out there that know about the Force, but they're like, it's not called that. Not here. Well, yeah, absolutely there are. Um, his his question, do you think we'll see stories animated or live action. Um, I think, yes, I think it's very possible. Uh, I actually think that could be very, um, possible with less. So with like what maybe they were planning with the Benioff and wise. Cause I think that was like Jedi and very force driven. They were going to call it the force. Um, but more so on like what Ryan Johnson was doing, like he was going to break away from all of this and try to get away as far as he can he may still have characters that refer to it as the force, but I, I, when I read that, uh, not the question, but from the legends of Luke Skywalker, I have often thought that that would be a really easy way to break away from star Wars and still feel very connected. But again, I don't think you're going to get, you know, animated or live action, even like TV series or something until, uh, that, that, that isn't evolved around the already, you know, driven stories like our, our galactic civil war stories. I don't think you're going to get anything out there and crazy until a movie does it. 
So maybe it's Taika's movie or maybe the Kevin Feige produced movie. Maybe it's the Ryan Johnson stuff, which are still on the slate, but it's just whenever they do a live action film, if they do decide to go down that route, that's when you're going to start seeing the flux of Disney plus and animated stuff. Cause they're going to want to break off of that. But I would like to see it. Yeah. The tide definitely yeah, for sure. I can, I can see Taika having characters call the force something else. I could definitely see that happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, all right, right on. All right, uh, last one here from Jay MacArthur. Back-to-back weeks at Sandwich Guy Jay, and he said he does run a sandwich shop. So Where? Uh, there you go. I want to see uh, with, with I Holdo. What he said. Somewhere down south, I forget what he said. I'm sorry, <laughs> Jay. Um, if you want to sponsor us, let me know. We'll get some ads up here for you. Um, just, <laughs> no, just kidding. Send I'll some take sandwiches. A sandwich, <laughs> yeah, I'll take a sandwich for sure. Um, all right, Jay. Get it in the mail. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just hold the mayo if you're shipping the yeah. sandwich up. Um, so Jay asked, um, I know it's a pipe dream, but how much would it mean to all of us if we saw Obi-Wan, Ahsoka, and Vader all in one scene of the Kenobi series? Um, I know a lot of people have been talking about this, and uh, you know everyone's getting uh, all their characters in line who, are, who have a pulse. Ahsoka's in everything, of- man. She is. They should just call it Ahsoka Wars. Mm-hmm. They could, they could do that. That's probably what her show is going to be called. It's going to be called the Soka Wars. Um, it's going to air right after Storage Wars on uh, the History <laughs> Channel. Um, no, but Jay, you know, a lot of people, anyone who has a pulse during this time of the Kenobi series, everyone's throwing them into his series. So I could, uh, I understand there's wishes there. There's a lot of people who think we're going to get uh, an Anakin Ahsoka Obi Wan flashback because um, there's the rumors about Hayden coming back, and who knows about that, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't think we're going to see Vader and Obi-Wan cross paths on this show. Um, I think the history of Obi-Wan and Vader has been so entrenched that tampering with that now is too late, I think. That's just my opinion. I think they want to preserve Vader saying a presence I haven't felt since, and it's when he left him on Mustafar. I still think Vader can show up in the Kenobi series... But it's like, let's see what's going on with the Empire here because they're full bore, full power. Uh, but it doesn't mean Obi-Wan has to cross paths with him. Maul, if I told you that Maul was showing up in the Solo movie, everyone would be like, oh my God, Han facing off against Maul. Is he going to try to blast him and deflect the saber? Nope, Maul was in Solo. Han didn't meet him. Same thing can happen in this uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi series with Vader and Obi-Wan. They can maybe even build up that tension. Maybe they just miss each other. Maybe it's one of those cool things where Obi-Wan's somewhere and he just leaves and if Vader gets a chill or vice versa and he just misses him, it could happen. I just don't think they're going to cross paths. Um, would it be cool? Sure. I think it'd be cool. But I just think canonically and storytelling-wise, they're not going to do it. But uh, And now you're not going to send me a sandwich. <laughs> I changed my answer. He's going to send you a ham sandwich because he knows. A ham with bacon on it? I'm like, ugh. Oh, no. But anyway, Jay, thank you so much for the question. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for their, uh, their questions. Gloria, John, and Jay. Uh, if you want us to uh, give you a shout-out and, and talk about something you're on your mind about Star Wars, shoot us a question. Hashtag Ask the Resistance. Someone once asked me if they, we thought grilled cheeses were canon. So, I don't know. Maybe. I uh, Why not? Grilled cheeses are cool. Um, 
But yeah, send it to us at RBATSWNN on Twitter or use that hashtag. And uh, thank you all so much for that. But that brings us towards the end of the show, everybody. So uh, make sure if you are new to TRB, welcome. We appreciate you tuning in or watching. Uh, Subscribe to us because we have two shows every week today on Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, So Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, YouTube, if you're watching us, any audio app that you have, subscribe to us so that you are getting your alerts and getting your episodes so you're not falling behind. Um, make sure you go to StarWarsNewsNet.com every day for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. All the articles that we talked about in the Resistance Report today came from our site, Star Wars StarWarsNewsNet. Uh, teespring.com slash stores slash Resistance Broadcast. That's where you can find these shirts we got the Mando Fan Show shirt. We'll, we'll be bringing hey. that show back in three months. Uh, if you want to pick that up, we got Make Solo 2 Happen, of course. Uh, we have, I don't know, is the mall shirt up there, James? <laughs> the mall not shirt. Not Long gone. Might mall, bring it back. Mall is gone, and he's not coming back like in the Clone Wars. Uh, but we have a lot of other cool designs there. Um, pretty much all of them made by James, uh, with the exception of uh, one or two. But um, go check that out if you want to pick up some swag uh, at Teespring. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and at StarWarsNewsNet.com. James? Uh, always Twitter and Instagram at Meyer Trunks. And also, side note, uh, if you're watching today, Monday, uh, Tuesday the 21st, uh, Tomorrow. book discussions is going to be out. Tomorrow! Right? Yeah. So uh, me and Kyle got together. We read the, the new Dr. Afro novel, which is coming out tomorrow. It's an audio drama. And... Um, we do. We did two videos. One where we're kind of discussing our feelings on the book, and another one that, just in case you don't want to read the book, we just tell you what happens. We go, what happened in Doctor After, right? Nice. Um, so if you are interested at all in um, in that, uh, check us out. Two videos starting tomorrow. Nice. We shall. Uh, Lacey, where are you at? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. All right. Everybody, enjoy your weeks. We're going to see you on Thursday where we're going to talk about Star Wars. So enjoy your weeks, and we'll see you then right <laughs> Wait, here. What? Uh, oh, I mean, or what? we could talk about... Is that what this know. show's about? Sometimes. <laughs> Let's talk about... It, uh, I thought it was about Fear of the Walking Dead, honestly. <laughs> I, thought it was about, I thought it was about weird ways to eat cereal or make things yeah. into cereals. Um, but yeah. anyway... If you're if you're listening to this still right now, this late in the podcast, and uh, you're just a diehard fan, and we just want you to know that, and we're gonna leave you with this. We appreciate you. Yeah, we're gonna leave you Co- with this. If you tweet, comment banana, yeah. If you tw- if you tweet at us under the episode with banana, or tweet at us or comment on the video with banana, we're gonna know that you're the diest of diehard fans because you went all the way to the end here. So we appreciate it. Yeah. See you Thursday. See you around, kids.